It is the Big Frank Show to go podcast. I am Big Frank on social media at Big Frank Radio. I would love to connect with you there. And be sure you click follow here on iHeartRadio so that you can get an update whenever we post a brand new episode. Today's episode is an interview that I did with, sadly, the late Jerry Jeff Walker, who we just lost recently. Jerry Jeff passed away at the age of 78, but I had that opportunity to do my first interview with him And I went on to do a couple more after it, but in 2008, he was scheduled to play an event that we were actually putting on on Padre Island, a beach country blues thing. We had partnered up with some folks. uh, Our group of radio stations had partnered up with some folks out on the island, and Jerry Jeff was our headliner that day. Uh, Actually, before he went on, uh, he invited us on the bus to watch the end of a Spurs playoff game. That That was certainly a thrill there, getting to hear his commentary about that. Anyway, here we go. A revisit, an interview with Jerry Jeff Walker from 2008. Big Frank. You found him. This is Jerry? Yeah. How are you, sir? Okay. Well, thank you for thank you for taking the time to call me. I really appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Frank. It is an honor to speak with you. It's been a while since I've seen you in concerts. I'm really looking forward to uh, Saturday you playing on the island out here. It's uh, Right. I, I can't remember, actually, the last time you played in Corpus Christi. Oh, uh, Garth Brooks. Well, that was Padre Island. That's that, where we're going. You know what? I was that that concert on South Padre. I do remember that. Yeah, right. We were there, and Garth, you know, brought you out, and that was one of just one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed. You, yeah, you, you that could, was uh, that was quite a night, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Uh, it was cold. That's all I remember. And rainy. That was the only night that I ever remember going to a concert where you could actually get to the restroom because uh, <laughs> no, no, nobody was drinking beer. Everybody was drinking hot chocolate. Weren't they? Yeah, it was a pretty wild time, but yeah, that's what he said we're going to do, so we did it. Uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, you have had an amazing career. So, uh, let me ask you this: for a guy from from New York, how did you become this Texas icon? Oh, I don't know about all that. (laughs) I uh, I just wandered around. You know, I lived actually spent about three years in New Orleans, uh, uh-huh. street singing stuff, and we'd come through Texas a couple of times going west, and I just had a good time, and then I came over and I played a couple of coffee houses around here. This was in the 60s, mm-hmm. and I uh, really liked it. I played the Ruby, helped build the Ruby out up in Dallas, and came down to Austin, played a couple in Austin, and then we went back to New York to uh, try to make it. We had to choose between the East Coast and the West Coast. We said, well, if you're in New York and you're broke, you can ride the subway. If you're in L.A., you got to have a car. <laughs> so that's how, that was our choices. So we went up there, and we did a couple, couple two, two, two and a half years in the village, and then uh, had Mr. Bojangles happen and decided to see the rest of America and wound up going to Key West and then over here to Austin. It was kind of a long, winding road, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't really stopping. I was just churning. <laughs> well, you, we're glad you're we're glad you're still doing that. I, I you, you brought up. Uh, we're visiting with Jerry Jeff Walker. You brought up Mister Bojangles, which is just which is just a legendary song, and 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 you wrote it. And right. When you wrote that song, did you think it would be just this this huge hit that that other people besides yourself uh, sang? No, you don't know any of that. You just do the best you can with what you're working on, and. Uh, let let it go, you know. One of the things I guess about your career is you've you're a great songwriter, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the phone with you talking, and I'm going to see you Saturday. But you've also, I mean, you've had some great success with songs written by other songwriters, and that's I, I think unusual with 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 great songwriters because most of the time it, it seems that songwriters tend to only want to sing their songs. But but you've well, I, when I, when we were hitting it there in the year uh, after Bojangles, and I had a couple, I had a ten year record deal with uh, MCA, and I. So I just wanted to record in Austin and live here. I fell in love here, and 
and uh, just felt that we, everybody was more comfortable here. So we just made records in, in Austin. And when I'd go on the road and play, we'd bump into all these people, and they'd play songs that they had written. We just we just were either playing shows or staying up late and picking. And uh, then when it got time to make a record, I did three in one year. So oh, wow. it was pretty busy. So if I hadn't written, if I'd written a certain amount, then I would play something else while I was in the studio and say, you know, the best 10 will make it or 11 will make it on the record. And uh, here's one here and here's one there. One of the funny stories, I did a song called The Banks of the Vandera, which uh, was a Rodney Crowell song. And the last time I saw Rodney was, he said, where'd you learn that song? <laughs> and I said, why? He said, well, I never made a uh, tape of it. <laughs> I never really recorded it anywhere. Wow. And I said, well, you must have made something on a little recorder or something, because I think B. Spears, Willie's bass player, huh? played it for me somewhere. I'll be done. And I just kind of remembered it. And so yeah. when it was time to record, I did it. And Rodney <laughs> said, well, I didn't know you did it until recently. I, I heard it on an old album. I'll be darned. That's, that's so that's cool. kind of what I was doing, was picking them up. If I didn't have anything as good as that or if that one beat out, you know, sometimes when you record, you don't know which ones are going to turn out the best. Uh, one of those, I think, that's kind of this anthem, I guess, uh, is uh, Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was another case of something weird. We'd only heard pieces of it from Ray Wiley Hubbard. He was living out in New Mexico working at a little place called uh, The Outpost with a couple other songwriters and pickers. And he, in frustration one night of getting knocked on his butt over there at a cowboy bar in, in uh, Red River, he he kind of wrote that as kind of a, you know, I'll get even in the song kind of thing. And... Uh, we were in Lukenbach recording, and we were short a couple songs, and and uh, somebody said, do you remember that thing where Hubbard played us? And we kind of went through the, what we knew of it. So we called Hubbard on the phone and said, what's the rest of the song? He said, there ain't no rest. It's just two verses. And we so that's the way we wound up spelling that, M is for mother, and make the song a little lo- longer. <laughs> so there was a lot. Well, we were doing that. We weren't going in with producers in Nashville and being pitched you know, the 20 hottest things you can uh-huh. do. We were more or less trying to find something that we felt expressed us, you know, is, is kind of what we're doing. And, I mean, we wrote about a lot of the little stuff that just appealed to us here. Maybe part of it was the fact that it, it appealed to the Texans, too, that yeah. we became that kind of thing. I remember we were the first ones to play without any uniforms or anything. And <laughs> the guy, a couple of big bubbas from out around Lubbock came up to us in the dressing room after the show and said, that was more fun. We look like we could get right up there and sing with you. <laughs> I said, well, that's what we're trying to create. Yeah. We're not some kind of child prodigies. We're just guys playing music that we like. And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of, we're talking to Jerry Jeff Walker. I guess that's kind of translated into this. You know, in the modern Texas music movement, you know, with right. some of these guys, Randy Rogers Band, Cross Canadian Ragweek, they're just regular guys. Who, after the show, they'll sit there and have a cold one with you and visit. After the show, they're not uh, holier than thou. Yeah, well, music is uh, is the way of life, and so uh, it's like if you stay late and work at your job and make up uh, commercials or do yeah. whatever, that's what you do. Well, we we hang out and <laughs> listen to somebody else's songs and. And uh, that's all I used to say when we're on the road. Someone invites to a party out there. I say, I'll go. Somebody's playing some songs. Well, that's 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 a good thing to do. We're talking to Jerry Jeff Walker. The album Viva Terralingua. You, you recorded in Luke and Buck, Viva Terralingua. How did you get that name for that album? Did it was you? on the door. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, well, Hondo uh, Krauts, the owner of Luchenbach, okay. he was one of the kind of mainstays of that chili cookout in okay. Tolingua. That was years ago. Yeah. And um, he had brought back a bumper sticker, and he kind of stuck it on the door. <laughs> and if you remember, the door says, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, August something, uh, $1. And then <laughs> right below it, there's a sticker, Beaver Tolingua. Okay. And, and the photographer who was running around there had Hondo put his hand up because Hondo had great hands. They were all weathered and really looked pretty. And he stuck his hand up there and pointed at the sign. And that whole picture made almost like an album cover, you know, with his hand and that yeah. poster and that uh, Viva Tolinga. I didn't even know how to pronounce it when we first got it. I go, what? But then, you know, we uh, then we went out to the chili cook later and uh-huh. the, the things, but that's kind of, it just seemed like a perfect title. Yeah, it, it didn't it, have to trick it around too much. It does fit, that is for sure. Can you tell some folks where we're going to be? Absolutely. It's the first annual block party over on uh, Padre Island, and uh, it's going to start at 2 and go to 7, and it's going to be a blues band, uh, Duke Brown, and... And there's a Jimmy Buffett cover band or true beat band or whatever you want to call yeah. it. They're ripping out Jimmy's songs. And <laughs> he's in town here rehearsing right now for a show. And now, is, been, it, is it true that you uh, actually took him down to Key West for the first time? Well, yeah, he rode with us in the car. I'll be darned. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that story. As he said, I stopped at every bar on the way down. Everybody knew me. and <laughs> He said I was like, it was like a welcoming committee. Uh, I just uh, was down at... Grand Cayman, Montego Bay, and Cozumel, and I went to Margaritaville and and, and helped. Uh, Which one? All in all three of them. Yeah, he's, we call him the ATM machine. He makes more. <laughs> he made plenty off of me. Yeah. Okay. Two weeks ago. Stuffed parrots and ashtrays. That was my visit with Jerry Jeff Walker in 2008, ahead of a show on Padre Island. I went on to interview him a couple more times after that. It was such a a thrill each time uh, that I had the opportunity to visit with him because it's just what a uh, what a life. What a legend. Uh, sadly, we lost Jerry Jeff Walker at the age of 78. And, of course, our thoughts with with his wife and uh, his son and uh, all of his many fans. His music uh, will continue uh, to live on. Thank you so much for checking out Big Frank's show to go on iHeartRadio. Be sure you click the follow button so you can get an update whenever we post a new episode. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Frank Radio. Have a great day.